This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Billiff, and I have with me one of my favorite people in the universe, Hale Fardy, who is co-founder, managing partner at Pro CFO Partners. And Hale, today we're talking about beginning again, fresh start, starting anew. And one of my first questions uh, for you about that is, why is that valuable? Why is that important? As a as an executive or business leader, I might hear that and I might kind of think, I don't have time for uh, comforty, woo-woo, butterflies and angels thoughts about beginning again. I don't think that's what you mean. So help me understand why that's a valuable perspective for me to start to think of, think think about beginning anew. Beginning anew. I, first of all, it's the new year, so it's just a good time for us to talk about that. It is. Um, I mean, we we talk about, I think I just recently talked about Andrew Casal, one of the guitar players who was still practicing at 90. Uh-huh. And they asked him, you know, like, you're a master. Why are you still practicing? And he said, I think I'm making progress. <laughs> you know? Uh, and I really like <laughs> I really like that. I think I'm improving, I think is what he said, or something like that. And begin again for me means, okay, let's say right now here where we are is the beginning. And how do we make it better? How do we begin again? So not say, look at all we've accomplished. Yes, it's the beginning of the year. Take a moment, reflect, appreciate your successes and learn from your mistakes. But Begin again with that enthusiasm, what you had of a startup, how you looked at your market, how you were excited to go to work because you had an idea. And I think that's why it's important. That's that's really interesting. I think that there's a common, um, I don't know, practice or exercise of saying, if we were to start the business today, what would we do? If we were to start brand new today. And that's valuable, I think, and, and useful sometimes. But part of what I'm hearing you say is, uh, no, you have, you have already done that part. What would you do with all of the ingredients that you already have now? Is it a time for me to um, recalibrate my thinking? Or is it a time for me to uh, do fresh thinking, like brainstorming, kind of blue sky kind of thing? Or is there a mix of both? And how do I find that right mix? You know, it's really interesting. You just talked about past, present, and future, mm. right? Recalibrate or rethink. And uh, I was recently, you know, reading and studying uh, because I just like business and I was talking about it. And I was talking about the Carnegies and the Rockefellers. And when they first went to market, they would look at the problem and uh, how to solve the problem. Total addressable problem, not total addressable market. And somewhere in the early 30s, corporations got involved and shifted that from solving the problem or the market to shareholder value. So let's cut costs and look at shareholder value. And then what happens? The dot-com happens and the startups happen and they're back to, let's start a new problem. Let's solve the new problem. So it's interesting to see where are you in that company, in your company? Are you looking at shareholder value? Has COVID scared you so that you're hoarding all of your aid money instead of reinvesting in R&D and looking at the problem you're solving for the market? Okay. Do you have fresh eyes and you're saying, okay, I actually have an opportunity to look at the business anew and you're looking into the future 
Or are you saying what we did in the past worked for us is working well enough. Let's continue to do that, which everyone knows you die off. Hmm. You will you will die off doing that well, you know, unless you're really selling widgets and then your costs are going up, you know, uh, still have to do something differently there. Um, so to answer your question, yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. You need to really ca- ca- say it again. Recalibrate. Recalibrate. You need to look into the future. But to me, begin again is as much an internal decision, you know, as a leader of the organization, as a managing director of an organization, as a manager of your department, where's that enthusiasm when you took the job today and they brought you on board to take the company to the next level? And that to me is begin again. Does that enthusiasm uh, wane because I get familiar and I guess in that way I get complacent? Is it just kind of beaten out of me because this job that I was so excited about, all the details and the stuff has just weighed me down? How do I reinvigorate that if I'm feeling like that sounds great, Halle, but I don't really have that joy that I had when I started? How do I begin again with just an attitude adjustment? Uh, You know, here I'm going to get out of business. It's like a serial monogamist, right? So they just want to always begin again because they get tired, right? And now I want a new job. I'm going to take all that I am and have them excited about all that I am. Yeah. You can just show up. Well, and we can chase these shiny objects. I mean, it comes up, right? We Sometimes I see... Uh, as a marketer, I'll, I'll study a brand who will rebrand a brand new, fresh logo or something. And the whole time I'm thinking, you're you're nobody wanted this, but your CEO who was bored and and thought they were going to do this kind of thing. So I think there is an element of uh, I don't know. We can sometimes take action uh, against symptoms that we don't understand, and there aren't valuable actions when they could be something more uh, consistent or 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 uh, strengthening. In this idea of begin again. So yes, to, to yes, people get beat down, and and they're beat down now. Um, yeah. but, but here's begin again. This morning, I got a notice from my pet company food supplier, Pet Supplies Plus. Due to COVID, we're changing our hours, ten to six. Their sales aren't going to go down. Mm-hmm. They're just not open nine to six anymore. They just open ten to six. They're beginning again. So maybe if they had just started the business, they would say, our hours are 10 to 6. <laughs> do you know that? That's a little tiny example of it could be like, oh, my God, what do we do? We don't have staff. Or you just say, our store hours are 10 to 6. Consumers were aligned to that. They're not going to go to Petco, you know, unless it's closer to their house and carries the same thing and is cheaper because of the hours. It's a great I'm so glad that you used an example because uh, this idea of begin again can seem huge. And you brought just a really great sort of tactical thing in a small change that isn't going to affect your market dynamics. It's not going to affect your revenue model. It's gonna, not going to affect your profitability or, or any of that. It's just a small thing that is re- either in response to current events or, I mean, increasingly I'm seeing companies and people, we've talked a little bit about the great resignation, but I'm seeing companies and people say, we're going to try a four-hour work week. We're going to try a six-hour work week instead of a 10-hour work week. These are, uh, and whether that's right for you or not isn't the point, but small adjustments uh, 
Yeah. Is part of what I'm hearing you say, that's part of beginning again. And I think that's great advice. Uh, what I like is I was looking at the hours and our clients and what's happening. And I'm like, okay, so we're a 250-year-old country. Let's learn from the countries that have been around a thousand years. They do take the afternoons off. They do work around people's lifestyles. <laughs> Maybe we're just growing up. Maybe we're we're just getting to a place where we're saying, okay, we were new and we had to build, build, build. We're built. Now let's, it's our theme at ProCFO, right? Let's elevate. Yep. You know, let's establish. It's time for us to say, okay, we're we're built. Let's let's make it better. And and begin again is about that to me. Is there a skill set required? For this idea of begin again. So when you shared your, your example of the company who said, we've, we've adjusted our hours, lots of things can go into that, but just this um, ability to self-reflect or to uh, company reflect, um, do I need to just be listening to others in my company and then responding as a leader? Should I be proactive against those things? Should I be taking stock? Like, Can you give me any advice on how do I start beginning again? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Yes, I can. Um... I hope it's good advice, but I can share what I think. I'm confident it will be. Knowing <laughs> yeah. yeah. Advice is such a heavy <laughs> we'll word. We'll edit it out if it's terrible <laughs> advice. Don't worry. Yeah. So, <laughs> some, some best practices that we've seen work, right? If last time when we talked, it was about what is a theme and how do you uh, align your operations with the theme that you've chosen for the year. I think today, Begin Again is actually transactional. It's about doing. Hmm. So, Yes, there is also an internal shift. There's a mindset shift of this is new. This is fresh. I take this job today. I built this company today. I'd buy this company today. I'd work with this team again today. If the answers to all of those are no, you have bigger issues. You're not, you're not in that company. You've left before leaving. <sighs> but if, if you can do the work, then it's about actual execution. And there's a great tool. It's an open tool. It's called a Lean Canvas. We have it. We call it the revenue flywheel. We use it, you know, on our website. You've actually helped us with that. You can go download it. Take that lean canvas and begin again. It's a business model canvas. Are your current operations tied to your market? The first column in that is what is the problem you're solving? And I think that's really, really important. It's trans, it's activity-based. Sit with your team and say, what is the problem we're solving today and in the future? You know, um, I, I, it's been the holidays and I've had enough uh, uh, joking from my daughter who came in and saw me wearing Oculus, right? She came downstairs <laughs> and I was in the middle of the room playing Oculus. <laughs> and Oculus course, is the, the VR headset. The VR headset, you yeah. put it on there and you're kind of moving around the room. Like you're wearing sort of underwater goggles and paddles in your hands and yeah. Yeah. 
something attacks you, you're moving, but there's no one there. So everyone's videotaping you because you can't see them. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a holiday thing. And as I was talking about, thinking about it, and then looking into the next version coming in, and, you know, it's a Facebook company. Boy, have there been one-liners from late night show hosts about Facebook changing their name to Meta. Mm-hmm. They're beginning again. They're already five years away. They're no longer going to be this Facebook. It's sure they'll make money doing that, but they're going into virtual reality. And they're going into virtual reality when the mom is playing with it at night while her kids are sleeping. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, they're in the future already. So when they began again and even changed their name, they're already there. They're doing it. They're just taking the steps of how do they fill those shoes? How do they fill that vision? And and that's how they're doing it. All of us were like, what's meta? What are they changing? Why are they changing? Slowly first introduce the product and testing it, then change the name and testing it. And they're going to be a totally different company. And Google and Alphabet did the same thing. They're beginning again. They're not sticking with Facebook and Google. They're saying, okay, these are two. What's next? It's a really interesting point. And if we look at... Google and Facebook, if if Apple was Apple computer for the longest time, and then a few years ago, they changed to Apple Inc. They are companies, they are companies that are saying we are proactively taking a step that you won't fully understand yet consumer, but you will down the, down the road when we're making glasses and watches and things that aren't computers anymore, at least not in the way that we think of computers or services. You know, you can now subscribe to this fitness, that podcasting, the whole thing. I think there's an interesting angle there around uh, is beginning again, reactive. Oh, the market is changing or our business is changing or, you know, COVID and all these things, or is it proactive? Meaning um, and you and I have talked before about how you should be looking at your re- revenue model at least once a year. Shouldn't just have decided in 2006, this is your revenue model. And here mm-hmm. we are 15 years later and you're still stuck in something that isn't even uh, you know, viable or valuable anymore, or you've accidentally made some of those changes without being thoughtful about it. Should I be, I don't know, what's the mix of uh, thinking two, three, four steps ahead and responding, reacting to pressures that I might be feeling uh, real or not, and beginning again with that in mind? I can give an example of a restaurant because let's, when we talk about Google and Apple, maybe, you know, people who are watching are like, well, I'm, I don't have the resources of a Google right. and Apple. Let's talk about an industry that was completely, completely sidelined by COVID. And so the ones who survived very quickly began again and had a an, uh, takeout uh, model. So you could get the food. They jumped on board to DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats, and they prepared the same food. So suddenly when you could only get a burger and bar food, you could actually order from the higher level restaurant and you could have that food brought to your house and eat at home at dinner. So again, the holidays, I go to restaurant. One of our favorite restaurants has opened back up and we're sitting there and we look at the kitchen. Half the restaurant has been converted to their out takeout kitchen. Yeah. So they now are no longer just a sit down restaurant. They have a very robust, as many people were waiting to be seated, were people taking out their food. And so that's a begin again. That's a, so are they being reactive? Yes. Are they being proactive? Yes. They reconfigured their kitchen. They updated their technology. 
You see, they had to look at their operations as a totally different kind of operations. We waited for our food an extra 10 minutes because they're waiting for the orders and they're making it maybe differently than they were making it before. So it was a longer for the ones who were having a sit-down dinner. We're now used to picking up our food and sitting down and eating. And we're like, okay, let's find something else to talk about. <laughs> because That's a great <laughs> illustration. And I love... Um... We've talked before about how how the pandemic was kind of an accelerator. Like if you were, it's just hastened what was already sort of happening, whether it's um, working from home and online sort of communications or whatever. But this is an example of who doesn't want the opportunity to just order their favorite food uh, easily and elegantly and simply and not have to jump through the hoops that maybe existed before. Or even if we look at, you know, uh, now I can usually uh, watch a movie when it comes out at home, well, I always wanted to do that, but there was resistance, resistance, resistance until there wasn't. And we're never going back to that. I think that's a great illustration in this idea of um, COVID is and the pandemic represents a whole thing, but we all have these opportunities. Like you just pointed out with the pet company, where if we just take stock, we can say, what is the present reality introducing to us uh, that, seems to be indicating we could make a change that wouldn't do anything except help us or our people or our team or our morale or our customers in the long run. And maybe that's a small thing like uh, uh, more flexibility, um, you know, with this or this or um, better sort of um, compensation packages, but it doesn't need to be such infrastructural things. It can be smaller things as well that just change the dynamic of the customer relationship or even the employee relationship or even the business's relationship to the marketplace. There's a lot to unpack in that whole concept. There is, there is. So it could be smaller steps and it could be a very big step. When you begin, you invest, mm. you invest time, you invest wisdom, expertise, you invest resources, you hire people, you invest in market testing, you invest in marketing, you invest because you are beginning and you need to see, okay, am I? is it aligned with the demand out there? Is it aligned with the problem out there? And right now, yes, your hours, and maybe the hours will go back to nine to six when they have staff. Why? Yeah. I mean, re really. And I don't know anybody right now. We can't even get meetings at nine o'clock. People are taking their kids to school. Yeah. So... So to me, yes, there's a lot of incremental small changes, but the biggest one is reinvest. And your question earlier was, does it take um, a special characteristic or special actions? Or let's say we're speaking to leaders, but leaders, and it could be a leader of your desk. It could be a leader of an organization. Okay. And of course, it comes to how empowered are you? So note to leaders, please empower your staff so they feel they're the leader of their desk. But you, that's yeah. a whole different podcast. Great point. We're going to put that one in the podcast. <laughs> right. So, but if you're a leader, even if you're looking for an exit, don't look for the exit on the highest sale price you can get. Look for the best problem you're solving. Because that'll increase your multiple because the buying company sees their multiple five years down the line. And that's a begin again. 
Because right now we're working with a lot of companies who are looking for exit and we're looking at their exit strategy and they are saying, how do I pump up that net profit line for my multiple or how do I grow my revenue line for a multiple? Well, investors are savvy. They don't care about your multiple line if you have attrition, if you don't get repeat clients, Mm -hmm. if you're not capturing market share. So begin again by looking at that business when you started it and you wanted to grow it rather than a business that today you want to sell it. That's a way to begin again. Holly, Fardy, uh, I mean, every conversation with you, I'm just so energized and, and I come away with such uh, great sort of ideas or, or new ways uh, to think about something. Thanks for sharing uh, so generously your wisdom and your experience and your expertise in this stuff. And I just love that you're kind of our go-to you think in these wavelengths about begin again, and uh, and you you you're able to put it in a way where it has substance and not just a, it's not just a uh, an Instagram meme. You know, it's something that that I can sort of grab onto and I can start to see it, it play in my either in my business or as you point out in my desk, which is uh, really yes. valuable. Thank you, Holly. Have a Thank great you. day. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. As always. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.